strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Hi, and welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Robin. And I'm Jen. And today we are going to talk about Haley's Comet Panic of 1910. Nice. Is that right? Yeah, man. I don't know. Sounded good to me. <clears throat> Perfect. Perfect. Gold star, Robin. Gold star. Wow. British accent. So for much of history, comets were thought to be divine omens. All of that started to change in 1705 when the English astronomer Edmund Halley published his Synopsis Astronomia Cometica. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not even looking at the word. By using Sir Isaac Newton's gravitational theories to chart the paths of two dozen comets, Halley hit on a provocative new theory. That three comets seen in 1531, 1607, and 1682 were actually the same object. Just went through puberty. How do you even? How do you even know that? Like I don't know. Math. <laughs> I know. So much math. So much math. I feel like that meme where it's like the math. Oh, it's all like, behind all like yeah, the, yeah, the beautiful mind math. Haley argued that the comet orbited the sun and whizzed by the Earth roughly once every seventy-six years, and he predicted that it would reappear sometime in late seventeen fifty-eight or or early seventeen fifty-nine. He said that it should return according to our predictions. An impartial posterity will not refuse to acknowledge that this was first discovered by Englishmen. He's really throwing that out there. I mean, he was really excited to be yeah. English. He's like, <laughs> we did something. This is amazing. So, I mean, the Greeks before them had done everything, know, right? The I Greeks know. and the Romans. He's like, the British <laughs> comets are ours. Haley was eventually proved correct on all accounts. Although he died in 1742, his comet no. appeared in the sky on Christmas night of 1758, right on schedule. Aw, he never got to see it. He never got to see it. That's a fucking bummer. That's such a bummer. <laughs> I'm sorry. So its discovery was hailed as a triumph of scientific reasoning and Newtonian physics. So British publication, The Gentleman's Magazine. It's not porn. No, no. So by its appearance at this time, the truth of the Newtonian theory of the solar system is demonstrated to the conviction of the whole world, and the credit of the astronomers is fully established and raised far above all the wit and sneers of ignorant men. So the French astronomer Nicolas-Louis de La Ciel named the comet in Halley's honor. Nice. I mean, better. I right? He deserves it. I predicted that shit. I know, right? I was right. So scientists now believe that the comet 1P Halley, as it's formerly known, has been zipping through the solar system for as many as 200,000 years. So Edmund Halley only identified a handful of occurrences of his comet, but other scholars have plotted its earlier appearances and uncovered historical references dating back to the ancient world. In a 2010 paper in the Journal of Cosmology, researchers Daniel W. Graham and Eric Hintz suggested that one of the earliest known sightings of Halley's Comet may have occurred around 466 B.C. in the skies over Greece. Mental. <laughs> Ancient accounts of the incident mostly center on a wagon-sized meteorite that landed in the Hellespont. I don't know what that is. All right, Sure. But they note that the strike was accompanied by a huge fiery body. Oh, so people wrote about this meteor strike, and then they talk about how there was this, like, mm -hmm. comet in the sky. Yeah. Okay, and, and so that's this, how they're able to track it. Because of the meteor strike, they're this finding— this huge fiery body, and this huge fiery body was actually visible in the sky for 75 days. Yeah. Okay. Like the, the, the debris. According to Graham and Hintz, the timetable matches up almost perfectly with Halley's Comet projected appearance in the 5th century BC. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could track it back like every, what, 76 years you said? Yeah. Or 
Mm-hmm. Just on and on and For on. 200,000 years. Holy crap. So while it's possible that the comet the Greeks saw was Halley's, more reliable accounts of the flybys didn't appear for another few centuries. One of the most famous references is found in China in the Han Dynasty's records of the Grand Historian, which describes a broom star that appeared in the sky in 240 BC. Other early sightings came from the Babylonians, who recorded the comet in 164 BC. And in 87 BC, transcripts were found on clay tablets and from the Romans, who had made reference to it in 12 BC. Wow. Been around for a long time. Yeah. That bitch is old. Who knew? Who knew? So Halley's Comet inspired both fascination and horror in its early observers. The celestial visitor was often considered a bad omen and was linked to everything from death of kings to natural disasters. The historian Flavus Joseph described the comet of 66 AD as a star resembling a sword and considered it a portent of the destruction of Jerusalem by the Romans. Several centuries later, the comet of 451 was thought to signal Attila, the Huns' defeat at the Battle of the Catalonian Plains. In 1837, meanwhile, the Roman Emperor Louis feared the comet was a signal of his downfall and tried to ward off its influence with fasting, prayer, and the alms for the poor. I mean, that's nice. I mean, you know, be nice to the poor people because you're afraid that the comet is a bad omen. (laughs) Whatever, man. Whatever makes you be a better person, right? Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. (laughs) Podcasts on yeah, podcast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. So the most famous appearance of Halley's Comet occurred in 1066 when it coincided with the Norman Conquest. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, in the months before William the Conqueror set sail for England, a portent such as man had never seen before what was seen in the heavens was dictated, and contemporary observers considered that the long-haired star was a bad omen for the English King Harold II, and the prophecy was later fulfilled when William defeated and killed him at the Battle of Hastings. Halley's Comet was later included in a section of the famed Bio-Tapestry, which depicts King Harold and the crowd of fearful English Englishmen watching it streak through the sky. The strange effects of Halley's Comet only continued over the next several centuries. Its 1222 appearance is sometimes credited with inspiring Genghis Khan to dispatch his Mongols on an invasion of Europe, and its 1456 return famously overlapped with the Ottoman Empire's invasion of the Balkans. The comet may have also crept into works of art, and after viewing it in 1301, the Italian artist Diotto is said to have depicted Halley's Comet as a star of Bethlehem in his painting of the Adoration of Magi. So people began watching the comet with a more scientific eye in the 16th and 17th centuries, but it was still causing anxiety as recently as 1910. 
As a comet neared the Earth that year, the New York Times wrote that a French astronomer named Camille Flammarin had warned that the poisonous gas in its tail might impregnate the atmosphere and snuff out all life on the planet. Well, that's some sensationalist media <laughs> for you. Jesus. Other scientists dismissed the claim as nonsense, but the prediction still sparked a minor panic. Before the comet passed by without incident that spring, many people sealed up their homes to keep out the fumes, stocked up on gas masks, went to churches to pray for salvation, you name it. So the more gullible among them even bought anti-comet pills from <laughs> street vendors. What was in an anti-comet pill? Sugar. Please. Sugar. All right. Uh, from the street vendors that said that it was to protect them from the gases of the comet's tails. Sure. Comet's tail. Tail. Tails, whatever. I have a list here of some silly, well, some silly, some not, superstitious events Okay. that occurred based on Haley's Comet. So according to some superstitious folk, on May 6, 1910... Halley's Comet approached Earth and killed England's King Edward VII. No one could definitely say how it happened, but it certainly did. And that wasn't its only offense. The British also figured that it was an omen of a coming invasion of the Germans, while the French reckoned it was responsible for flooding of the Seine River. So yet there was even more apocalyptic type surrounding the 1910 return of Halley's Comet. Writings to the Royal Observatory, one worrywart... Did you say worrywart? <laughs> You're a worrywart. One worrywart warned... The comet would cause the Pacific to change basins with the Atlantic and the primeval forests of North and South America to be swept by the briny avalanche over the sandy plains of the Great Sahara, tumbling over and over with houses, ships, sharks, whales, and all sorts of living things in one heterogeneous mass of chaotic <laughs> confusion. It's like she like basically predicted flood from the Bible. Though I am not an incredibly superstitious person... Haley's Comet does seem to coincide with some pretty bad shit in uh, history. There's more. So throughout history, there's always been a bit of a panic when comets approached the sun, burning off into long, ominous tails. But in the months preceding Haley's flyby of Earth on May 19th, 1910, folks got real creative with their anxiety. It didn't help that a few months earlier, the New York Times had announced that one astronomer theorized that the comet would... <laughs> would end life as we know it. One skeptic was Percival Lowell, who noted the gas was so rarefied as to be thinner than any vacuum and therefore posed no threat. Also stepping in was Robert Ball, director of Cambridge Observatory, who noted that another famed astronomer, John Herschel, reckoned that the whole comet could be squeezed into a portamato or suitcase. Of course, he uses a fancy word for suitcase. How close do these people think that this comet was going to destroy Earth as we know it? Others also adapted an outlook for the comet's approach. Toon Smiths composed songs to serenade the heavenly visitor and poets burst into verse. Products such as birds, custard, and pear soap featured the comet in their advertising. Says that pear soap is visible day and night all over the world was its slogan because it kind of incorporated the panic as a way to sell their soap. And it smelled like pear, or was yeah. it made from pear? Okay. Beside the point. Completely beside the point. Sorry. <laughs> Did it smell like pears? <laughs> but other enterprising capitalists hatched more nefarious schemes. While the fraudsters hawked anti-comet pills, with one brand promising to be an elixir for escaping the wrath of the heavens, two Texan charlatans were arrested for marketing more types of sugar pills as a cure for all things comet. <laughs> but police released them when customers demanded their freedom. Gas masks, too, flew off the shelves. So people, customers, actually begged policemen to release these two Texans because Please they needed their sugar pills. I need my anti-comet pills. 
Yes. It's a little wonder then that mo- that some people were getting a tad riled up. Someone wrote, a shepherd in Washington state was reported to have gone insane with worry about the comet. While in California, a prospector nailed his feet and one hand to a cross and despite his agony, pleaded with the rescuers to let him remain there. Churches found themselves packed to the brim with worried followers, while at home people were going so far as to plug up keyholes, windows, to keep the comet's vapors from entering. (laughs) More rational humans saw the comet for what it really was, a truly spectacular event that a lot of us see, but only once in a lifetime. As Earth passed through the comet's tail in May 19, 1910, curious onlookers packed rooftops around the world, while others enjoyed special comet dinners. Realizing they survived a near apocalypse, people in France danced and embraced in the streets. Sadly, folks in Atlanta missed out on all the fun on account of pesky cloud weather, and though the Atlanta Constitution seemed relieved, declaring that the clouds had, in fact, saved the city. Really, Atlanta and the rest of the Earth were saved by reality. For thousands of years of human civilization, comets have come and gone, yet we're still here. Weirdly, two years after the event came to an even more fanciful theory from Si Zhukchan Qingliang from the Imperial Polytech College in Shanghai, he said that it is obvious the comet has no tail at all, and the so-called tail must be the sun rays, which, while passing through the body of the comet, look like a tail. Should the comet itself be transparent, it could form a convex lens, then everything on Earth will be burnt, provided the sunlight passes through the body of the comet and the focus falls on the surface of the Earth. So he basically said that Haley's comet was a giant magnifying glass, and we were ants. I read that. I'm like, he's calling us ants. Or she. There's a lot of X's in that. I don't <laughs> I don't know if so, that's a male or female name. So really, from that kind of doomsday, we wouldn't really have much protection, right? So if you were alive with the return of Haley's comet in 2061, I guess we should just go and buy some sunglasses, right? <laughs> so Haley's most recent return in eight. 18- in 1984, yes, marked the first time that scientists were able to study it with sophisticated technology. High-power telescopes were trained on the comet from Earth, and five unnamed space probes dubbed Halley's Armada conducted flybys as it made its transit. One of them, the European Space Agency's Giotto, even included within 370 miles of the comet's nucleus. So the high-quality images returned by the probes were the first of their, of their kind and provided fascinating insight into Halley, including providing... Once and for all, that, that its core is a solid mass, primarily composed of dust and ice. So far, no space agency has announced plans for another mission in future, but there's still plenty of time. The famed comet is not scheduled to make its next visit into the inner solar system until July of 2061. Wow. I saw Halley's Comet did in really? 1984. I did. I did. I was a wee child. I was two. I don't remember. Well, yes, I was not two. <laughs> I was six and I was really excited. You just turned six. Yeah. I love, 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 love space mm-hmm. and always have. Huge fan of space program. You know, I've seen a ton of space shuttles yeah, take you off. Lived, yeah. You went down to the floor all the time. Yeah. So it was a big deal for me. It was very, very cool. It's possible we'll make it. Have another glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> We're either going to be pickled or dead. I don't know. Which. I vote for pickled. Yep. So that is the story of the Haley's Comet Panic. There's not really much of a panic because it's like, yeah, people got scared. I mean, people like, took sugar pills and got weirdos pills. out of jail and. We were scared that things were going to die and dance in the streets when they didn't die. Yeah, I mean, I'll it's, call it's, it a panic. Yeah, it's an everyday thing. It's very um, Independence Day, you know. So that is the story of Halley's Comet, a 200,000-year-old 
Fire in the Sky. Just another notorious narrative. If you enjoy our episodes, you can also go to patreon.com slash notorious narratives, where you can access exclusive content. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to be notified when a new episode is available. Keep it weird and never stop exploring. <laughs>